This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, May 1st, 2020, first day of May. You know, there's that old saying, go away in May. You know, that's an old investment saying, because May tends to be uh, a down month, tends to be. The best months of the year, the last three months of the year, the first three months of the year, and the worst months is the the middle part of the year. But, you know, I, I think that we're due for a correction back down to retest those lows, but we'll see. In January, would you believe that everybody, that we'd be talking about the coronavirus and how the market's been so devastated by it and the economy is still shut down, still? I mean, you talk about something that's never happened before. I mean, whoever shut down an economy? So, these the, a lot of questions for investors to ask. What do you do? Uh, how... You know, and I'm going to answer those questions. That's what the show is all about. What's the best thing we can do? You can't run for the market. That's the only place you're going to get any kind of return. Are you going to put money in money market? How much money is that making? The Fed lowered the rates to zero to 0.25. Zero. 0.25. <laughs> you're not going to make anything there. Even with inflation as low as it is, and it had a report out this week that it actually shrank deflationary uh, for last month. It doesn't surprise me when there's nobody working. Anyways, so we'll do my best to answer all your questions. Anything financial is is open, open for discussion. Anything financial, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have a whole hour together. So through this uh, radio program, the Invest Talk radio program and the podcast, I'm hoping to make you a better investor. And Justin Klein and I do this by answering your financial questions about stocks, bonds, anything financial we'll discuss, as I said. So we try to provide unbiased guidance. And, of course, we do have biases. Justin and I, we have our own biases, but we try to wring those out in our opinions because we're just trying to give you the facts. Okay, the facts as we see them. So that's what we're here for. We want to help you. So give me a call. Remember, all the whole goal here is to get to financial freedom, right? I mean, that's the whole, everybody has that goal. So do I. So that's why we have this call-in show called Invest Talk. The number's live at 888-99-CHART. You can call right now and ask any questions. 888-992-4278. Now, during the COVID-19 stay-at-home situation, Justin and I, had to postpone all our travel plans, but we still te- we still do portfolio reviews via phone, Skype. I did one yesterday in uh, Bali. Guy was in Bali. Man, what a he was a uh, uh, left left uh, China because he you know, kind of had to because of the coronavirus, and he's holding up in Bali. I, man, that's a nice place to hold up. Good for him. <laughs> but you know we, we do the so we had a we did a Skype uh, meeting. And it went very well. You, know, you can see and talk to me. I'll talk to you and go over the portfolio and go over our programs, all that kind of stuff. You can ask any questions you want. So if you want to do that, send a message to our investtalk.com or call KPP Financial over in California offices and we'll do it. We'll set up a time. Remember, investtalk.com. Two T's in the middle there. My main talking point today, the U.S. GDP was down by four points shrunk shrunk by 4.8% the first quarter. Uh, 
Amid the steepest contractions since the 2008 financial crisis, the biggest drag on the economy included consumer spending. And, of course, what is our main driver of our economy? Consumer spending. So as consumer spending shrunk badly, exports and inventories all shrank. So what happens next? So that's going to be our main talking point. What happens after that? Okay, we had uh, Amazon numbers. Did you see the Amazon and Apple numbers? Kind of interesting how the, you know how that different they both kind of guided differently in the future. That's kind of we'll talk about the Amazon numbers and the and the Apple num- numbers. Fed is continuing to expand its liquidity program, so I'll discuss that a little bit. And finally, um, mortgage rates they fell to record lows. Record lows. Is that going to help? Is that going to help our economy? So those things I can we're going to go over, but of course you come first, I come second. Whatever I want to talk about comes second. The market itself was down decently today, second day in a row, down 622 points on the Dow, 285 points on the Nasdaq, and 82 points on the S&P. Have you noticed these big numbers don't cause you any panic or any? You, know, you don't like them. I don't like them. We all don't like them. But we're getting used to the huge volatility, so it's like. Yeah, those are not very good. Instead of, oh my God, I fell six, I fell 622 points in a day? You see, we don't say that anymore. We just, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so our perspective is changing, isn't it? Aren't it yours? Mine is. It certainly is. If you listen to Invest Talk on a regular basis, you know we get calls all over America and different parts of the world. You know that. Here comes a question from a listener in Cabo San Lucas. Hello, this is Mac from Cabo San Lucas. I was wondering what you thought of Dish Network, D-I-S-H, at this time. Thank you. Oh, I want to buy it. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Dish Network, everybody, provides direct broadcast satellite DBS service nationwide to 12,000, no, to 12.32 million subscribers. Okay, a little over 12 million subscribers. They're going to make 226 this year. They made 260 last year. They made $3 per share the year before. They made $4 a share before that. So their earnings per share is going down, down, down the last four years. I don't like that at all. They're going to make $1.87 next year. That's the estimate now. So a 13% shrinkage and then a 17% shrinkage is a $23 stock. So it's not an expensive stock based on earnings, but their earnings for four years in a row are going down. That's what you should be more concerned about. They don't have a dividend. Return equity is pretty decent at 14%. They have some debt. Not not tremendous. Management owns 54%. And mutual funds are kind of steady. They had not been adding or subtracting. So my biggest concern, you know, I wouldn't buy it because of the earnings are going down. And for two years in a row, every quarter, sales are going down. So even before the COVID virus, sales are going down and earnings going down. And that's a, that's a case for not buying a stock. So, no, I, I wouldn't buy it. I'd stay away from DISH. D-I-S-H is a symbol, everybody. You listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And, yes, we have installed new audio processing equipment. Can you tell? I bet you can. So those stupid, annoying glitches and hisses and you know, static noise are, should be gone. I appreciate you sticking with me through this pretty trying time to get get this up and running again. Now I'm here to add and ready to answer any of your questions. Please give me a call. 
We're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 crisis has caused unprecedented change in the markets. And now more than ever, with an asset portfolio to protect, you need unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here and he's taking your calls now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk. My name is Steve Peasley. My main talking point today, the U.S. GDP was downsized by 4.8%, shrinked 4.8% in the first quarter. Okay, I'm just telling you, that's going to be nothing compared to the second quarter. I, I think it's going to be between, no one really knows, but it's got to be between 25 and 40%. Some, it's got to be that bad. So this is one of, in a, even at 4.8% for the first quarter, that is the steepest contraction since 2008, the financial crisis. And, you know, consumer spending is number one, drag. Exports are number two. I mean, it, it it just is bad, okay? So, yeah, it's bad, but the second quarter is going to be a lot worse. Remember, we had first two months of growth. It was only the third month, March, that they shut down the economy. So, and, and they're going to revise this. Remember, every time they come out with a, a GDP number at the end of the quarter, it always gets revised two more times. And the revision is probably going to be down, worse than 4.8, worse. So just expect it. You know, and I do think a lot of people are expecting it. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a driver of the market, the stock market. I don't think the GDP number is going to be the driver anymore. Everybody knows it's going to be bad. Everybody knows it's going to be terrible. They know that. So now what can make things worse? This is my biggest concern. I'm not sure everybody realizes how much damage to corporate earnings is going to result from this shutdown. Okay, we're seeing some of it from the quarterly earnings for the first quarter, but the second quarter is going to be really bad. Here they're just starting to open the economy, just barely, and it's March 1st. So you got all March and then June. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. So let's go ahead and keep the pace flowing. Let's jump into another caller question, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is John. I'm calling from Kalamazoo, Michigan. My question is about the General Electric stock. Ticker is GE. I'm really curious about it because, I mean, it looks like it had a hard time coming back from 2008. And it looks like it started doing it going down in about 2017. I mean, obviously the price is attractive, but kind of looking over it, they do have quite a big amount of debt. I was wondering... Are they going to be able to handle that debt as of right now? And I'm only asking because they've been going down for a couple of years now, and it's not really due to the coronavirus, even though it did impact them, and Boeing also impacted them. Um, I'm wondering, should I watch it retest the lows? Should I wait till it actually starts going up? Or is this something I just shouldn't go with because it's going to take forever to stabilize? Thanks. Looking forward to you guys answering it on the show. 
Okay, it's General Electric. GE is a symbol manufactures transportation, energy generation, consumer appliances, industrial, medical equipment. They sold here just 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 a couple three days ago uh, biopharmacy pharmacy business to Danaher Corporation for about twenty billion dollars. So they're trying to take down their huge debt. They still have it, huge debt. I'm not really interested in GE. I think it's time to walk away from GE. I mean, GE used to be a really strong, stable company. It's no longer that. You can't call it that. It's still a big company, $56 billion. They're going to make $0.23 cents a share. It's a $6.50 stock. They're going to make $0.23 cents a share this year, $0.45 cents a share next year. So it's not, it's, it's not expensive. It's on the cheap side. But what I don't like is they did not recover like the rest of the market recovered. And it's pretty. It's going to be pretty cyclical, I think. You know, I just, I, you know what? I just wouldn't pay attention to GE. GE is no longer what it used to be. Don't fall in love with the name, GE, General Electric, because it's been around forever. It's just not. It, it, it's just a company, okay? A big company, but nothing to be impressed with. You know, they pay six-tenths of one percent dividend. The only reason why I would buy a big company like this is it pays a nice dividend when it doesn't. So, no. Let's talk to Bill in San Rafael, and we're going to talk about Starbucks. Hi, Steve. Oh. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Go ahead. I've had... Uh, sorry, Steve. I've had uh, uh, shares of Starbucks for quite a while and made some money, and just, I, I want to get your opinion about holding it going forward in a balanced portfolio or take my gain and move on to something else. Well, Starbucks is a heck of a lot better than GE, I'll tell you that. Starbucks is also a big company, $86 billion, operates 31,000 coffee shops. Their earnings are going to be $1.39, so it's going to shrink this year, but then recover an extra to two seventy-six. pays a 2.2% dividend. I think you should take some profits off the table here. It had a really nice bounce, and now it looks like the last three days it's rolling over like with the market. So it's acting like the market because it's a big blue chip stock. So yeah, I, I take some profits, maybe cut half. Still a good solid company to own though. On the next invest talk, this story: first quarter healthcare spending plunged, helping to sink the economy. The Kenora virus put non-emergency healthcare services on hold. Did you see that? 4.8% shrink in GDP, and half of that was because of healthcare. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, and the COVID 19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow, so you'll have finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Shannon in, in Florida. How are you doing, Shannon? You want to talk about mortgages? Hey, Steve. Doing well. Yeah. Um, so my wife got laid off for about a month from her job, and basically... Uh, you know, I called my mortgage company. It's a Fannie Mae mortgage. And, uh, you know, just asking about uh-huh. forbearance. And uh, so there is an option where they can essentially put it off for three months where we don't make a payment. And at first they told me to have to pay it all back in June. But now once I found out more information, it sounds like I can go ahead and 
tack it on to the end of the mortgage. So essentially we'll just get, you know, cash is king. We'll get three months to uh, save up some cash and not pay a mortgage and then go back to paying regular payments um, three months from now. I wanted to see if you thought that was a good idea. Is there anything I'm missing or any reason why I wouldn't do that? The only thing that I could think of the, of why you may not want to do that is when you get the when they tack that on back on to three months three the end of the mortgage, are you paying in, more interest on that additional three months payment? In other words, is it adding to the mortgage that you didn't pay and therefore adding to your cost? I, I don't know. I I don't think so because I'm not sure how they would do that. But I I don't offhand see any downside risk here. I don't. So, does it stop you? Let's say, would would it stop you from refinancing if you wanted to refinance? Well, actually, I just refinanced a couple months ago, so I haven't had payments the last two months. Oh, so, so I'm not so, going to refinance. So you had a yeah. So you're not going to refinance. So that's not a negative. I'm just trying to think of different things, Shannon, that might be a problem, and I can't think of anything at the top of my head why you would not do that. So, um, like, yeah, I mean, it's only so three I would months we're talking. It's not like I'm extending the mortgage that long. Yeah, no, I know you're not really, and so that's three months of money that you can you know, save up if you if you can. Good question, thank you, Shannon. Let's go to Alfonso in Long Beach. How you doing, Alfonso? How's it going out there in Long Beach? Hey, Steve, we're doing well out here, trying to survive. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, looking to buy uh, some billboard companies. Outfront Media, the ticker symbol is O-U-T, or uh, also looking at Clear Channel Outdoor, ticker symbol C-C-O, kind of leaning towards uh, Outfront Media just because they have less debt, uh, good interest coverage ratio, but I'm, uh, I'm looking to keep them as long-term players. Do you, do you see the advertisement uh, billboards going away, uh, similar to how newspaper advertisements no. went away in the financial crisis? No, I don't, really. I, I really don't see it going away, simply because... It's different. It's not like a newspaper where you can get your news on a pad. Advertising, you know, you're going to drive by billboards, and they're going to have so many drivers, they'll, and they will see them. It's not like you're not going to see the ads. You'll see them. So, you know, a newspaper, you're not going to see the ads because you're not going to buy the newspaper anymore. So, uh, Outfront Media is a REIT, Real Estate Investor Trust, providing advertising space on out-of-home advertising structures in the U.S. and Canada. And I think their the business is stable. I think it's going to be fine. They're going to make two dollars and forty one cents next year in a fourteen dollar stock, thirteen dollars ninety seven cents. I think that's a pretty darn reasonable price. They pay a really nice dividend. Uh, two forty one. They had to pay ninety percent of that out in a, in, a, in a dividend to qualify as a REIT. So we're talking what ninety a dollar eighty, maybe dollar ninety. So yeah, the dividend is about ten percent. So yeah, I think it's a pretty, pretty solid play. Now, of course, it'll go up and down with the market, but as far as the dividend, it's pretty solid, and I think it's going to be here to stay. So I don't know. You know, you're right about the debt, but they do have a lot of cash flow, so it's not necessarily a problem. Just don't like companies that carry a lot of debt. No, I, th I think it's a pretty good pick, Alfonso. So yeah, you might want to give it a shot. You might want to wait for the market to pull back, and maybe it'll go back down to seven dollars for you. That would be nice. Thanks, Alonzo. Thanks for the call. Okay. Um, each Friday, I kind of run down some of the stats. The two-year Treasury yield is at 0.2%. Uh, Ten-year Treasury yield at 0.6%, so the spread is good. 
Gold is at $1,696 an ounce. So right around $1,700 an ounce still. So that's been sideways this week, I think. And gasoline, $1.77 per gallon is the average here in California, $274. Why is Missouri, why do they have the lowest gas price at $1.44? I don't get that. And a barrel of oil is at $19 a barrel. Pretty low. Pretty low. 888-99 charge our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. And this is Invest Talking Up. Steve Peasley. I appreciate you listening and, and calling in with your questions. And, and I really do appreciate the all the podcasters out there. So, so, so keep it up and tell your friends. We really appreciate that, too. So here's my trivia question before the break. As every listener into this program knows, U.S. equity markets have experienced turbulence, turbulence trading as investors, you know, work through the COVID-19 coronavirus. So as we go to break, remember, this is not the first time we had something like this. Here's a trivia question. During the past outbreaks of infectious diseases, HIV, AIDS, SARS, swine flu, how was Wall, how did Wall Street react to those? I'll have the answer after the break, but now we are taking your market and financial questions live at 888-99-CHART. How many times have you said to yourself, how did I get that decision so wrong? Or why didn't I put in a little bit more homework before purchasing? People are always going to do things wrong. That's just life. But there are also choices you can sometimes get right on the very first try. But you have to know how. For example, when it comes to shopping for life insurance, there's a website you should be aware of called PolicyGenius.com. You see, PolicyGenius makes finding the right life insurance simple and effective. In minutes, you can easily find your best price by comparing quotes from the top insurers. This means that your bottom line savings could be as much as $1,500 per year. The trick is choosing the right life insurance for your situation at the best price possible. So the ability to compare coverage and price is essential. That is just what PolicyGenius.com will help you do that. PolicyGenius is America's leading online insurance marketplace, and since 2014, they have assisted over 30 million people shop for life insurance. Now, once you apply, PolicyGenius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape for free. And by the way, term life insurance, which lasts for a set amount of time before expiring, is the right type of life insurance for most people. So make the most of your time and hard-earned money. Get your life insurance decision right by starting today at PolicyGenius.com. Spelled as one word, PolicyGenius.com. This is Invest Talk. Steve and Justin have just recorded a new Rapid Fire Hour. At a faster pace, you can hear answers to 29 caller questions. The podcast download is free. Go to investtalk.com, search April Bonus Show. Hello, this is Tom from Minnesota. I've got a question for you. Just listening to Justin on the life insurance question that somebody called in about. And I've been listening to you guys for about a year. Awesome show, by the way. But I do have a question because I do have a solo 401k. I do stock. I do do with the permanent life insurance. Got savings, all this stuff. 
I'm doing it every month. But the question I've had, and I've often heard you guys talking about the permanent life insurance not being a good investment. And I've been involved in that for about seven or eight years, but I have not heard you guys say why it's not. Because I am with a company called Northwestern Mutual. In my opinion, I feel like they're pretty good. And by the way, I'm not a life insurance guy. It's just one of the investments that I have. And I call it an investment, but I'm listening to Justin just this morning. I'm listening to your, your podcast day late that it's not a good investment, and I'd love to know why. And I'm guessing other listeners might too. Because the way I look at it, especially with the market today, that money that I have been putting in there has done well. And Northwestern Mutual, they're probably about a 5% return. And I guess I look at that as we all like stocks and stuff that have dividends. But I'm just curious as to why that's not bad. Thank you. Okay, life insurance. There's two different kinds. There's term life. Well, there's three different kinds. Term life, universal life, whole life. Okay, um, term life is just for a set period of time, for the, and all it is is life insurance. So the premium is very, very low. Whole life and universal life take part of that premium, which is pretty high, and they invest it in usually mutual funds. One of the reasons why it's not a great investment is because it's costly. Okay, it costs a lot. They charge a lot for that. And you're also limited to whatever mutual funds are providing. Usually, you don't get to pick whatever investments you want. So if you bought a term life policy and you invested the difference in premium and just invested that in S&P 500, you'd be a lot better off down the road. This is the main reason why they're not a good investment because it's mixing it up with an insurance product. So it's not something I care for or most money managers that are independent think it's a good place to be just isn't cost too much and you don't get a freedom of choice you're stuck don't like that part 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 now how about the trivia answer we didn't get to right after the break okay okay so during the past outbreaks of infectious diseases i'm counting uh, i'm counting hiv aids sars swine flu uh, how did the wall street react what happened to did they now, of course, you can't really make this comparison with current this this current uh, COVID nineteen because in during those three we didn't shut down the economy, but what happened to the stock market during it? Okay, well, according to recent posting by MarketWatch.com using Dow Jones market data, Wall Street reactions to epidemics and fast moving diseases has historically often been short lived. Short lived. For example, on AIDS, AIDS, June 1981, caused a three-tenths of 1% change in the S&P 500 after six months. Okay, at six, it was down 16.5% over the, last, over, the over, over, over the 12-month period. So it was down, but the immediate action by the AIDS wasn't very much. By, by the SARS, the market was up 14.5% in six months. Then 20% after 12 months. Swine flu. The market was up 18%. This was in 2009, April 2009. Uh, SARS is 2003, April 2003. So not much. There's, you know, this is totally different. That's why we keep saying unprecedented. Everybody says that. Oh, this is unprecedented. Well, all that means is never happened before and it's dramatic because we purposely shut down our own economy. 
And that's true. So it's going to be way different. The KPP Premium Newsletter was attributed to subscribers this morning, and as always, every Friday, it's, I hope it's packed with information that you want to see. And I think it's something that you should read every Friday because it gives you a nice synopsis of what's going on. Okay, what you should, and there's a, there's a hint of what you should do. Economic reports in recent weeks, I said in this newsletter, that I haven't been reporting on those economic numbers because we knew that they'd be all wrong. But we're finally getting some numbers that reflect April, uh, March and April. I mean, April. We're finally going to start getting those numbers. So we've got a few April numbers. So I reported on those in that newsletter. And, you know, the, you know one of the things that I talked about earlier in the show was GDP. And I discussed that. So I obviously go into much greater detail in the newsletter, okay? I gave a couple of stock ideas every week, and this week was uh, two ETFs that were short ETFs, shorting the market, market, shorting the market. Uh, And this because we've had a nice bounce up from the lows, pretty strong bounce up, but I don't think it's going to go much further, so you might want to put some protection in. That was why I suggested these two uh, ETFs, short index ETFs. Portfolio management. I talked about shareholder stewardships. In other words, the stewardships by the corporate management. You know, remember, this is your company. And they are a steward of your company. You own it. You own the shares. Now, he owned, they, they, she, they own it too. But you're looking for companies that treat you right as a shareholder. That's what you're looking for. And that's what I was talking about. Uh, what what are they paying attention to? Are they trying to grow shareholder value? Are they borrowing too much money? Are they you know the things you you look for if you were running the company? So that was uh, portfolio management. The consumer watch section I wrote about online uh, home buying Zillow dot com. You know it's a different world and with this COVID nineteen you might be seeing these homes virtually much more than you would before. So those were the points in the newsletter. comes out every Friday, every Friday. So I write it every week. And, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an effort. It's an effort to do that every week. But if you're interested in subscribing to it, you can do that at kppfinancial.com or investtalk.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter. Let's go to Nolan Napa. How you doing, Noel? Okay, Steve. Nolan, uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood here. Uh, anyhow, uh, yesterday yeah. when I tuned in a little late, you were right in the middle of talking about Royal Dutch Shell, and and you were. It sounded like you were pretty favorable about Royal Dutch Shell. So I looked at it today, and uh, it's paying a uh, over eleven percent yield. And uh, six weeks ago, I I bought uh, XOM which is yielding about 7.35. So would I be better in Royal Dutch Shell as opposed to uh, XOM? And if I go to Royal Dutch Shell, would I go to RDS.A or RDS.B? Well, I don't think it matters A or or B, uh, the A shares or the B shares. I don't think that matters. The problem you have with Royal Dutch, the only negative is that 
their sales probably go down a little steeper than ExxonMobil. But both of them pay really nice dividends. And if you look at the cash flow for both of them, they should be able to still pay their dividends. I like I like them both. Um, so I, I have no problem with you owning both uh, at this point. I really don't. So that's what I would suggest. I mean, now oil, you know, is getting beat up. Everybody knows it's gotten beat up. I mean, if you don't, you're living in a, you're living in a you know you're not living in the real world. They're not beat up because oil's been beat up. But these are two huge companies. They'll survive just fine. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to have a hiccup here. Uh, they may not make money this year. Neither one of them. But I think Royal Dutch has a better shot at making money this year than Exxon. It's just that the sales in the most recent quarter fell sharply for Royal Dutch. But, you know, that's a tough call. So you might as well go with Royal Dutch. Pays a higher dividend. No, I appreciate the call, Thound. No. Let's go to John Santa Cruz. Wants to talk about, what's that, Baxter? Uh, no, uh, Blackstone, BX. John. Yeah. Yes. Hi. Yeah. How's it going, John? Um, good. It's good, go ahead. Steve. Um, by the way, I heard that Royal Dutch Shell cut its dividend, so I'm not sure if you knew about that. Yeah, I, a lot, of, a lot of companies caller. are cutting their dividend, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so go ahead. Uh, one Blackstone. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, for the, has a nice dividend and also is a long-term holding, but it might, I don't know if you think it might be still be too expensive to buy. Okay. Blackstone group, everybody provides global alternative asset management and financial advisory services. So do we want to be in a financial advisory services business at this stage? Well, the stock had a good bounce, better than a lot of other stocks from the low. So that's a positive news. Uh, they're going to make $2.95 after making $2.12, and that's down from $3 last year. So they're coming off, you know, uh, a high, which could be expected. Uh, the sales in the March quarter, the first quarter, shrank by $3 billion, which is pretty darn tough. That's a tough shrinkage and that's only the first quarter so the second quarter they're going to shrink a lot more but let's see i probably john if i was going to get into the financial business blackstone's a very strong company it's a 34 billion dollar size company i would probably wait for the pullback because you're going to get one i just can't tell you how deep and when uh, you know do i know for sure that we'll get a pullback no i don't no one knows for sure anything but it is very typical, and after a bear market pulse that we had in one month, that you get a bounce, and then you get a retest. Now, it doesn't have to go all the way to the bottom. I could go to the bottom, or it could break the bottom. I think it's going to go toward the bottom, but I don't think it's going to break it for some reason. So I just wait, be patient, and it's a good stock to own. It's a good, solid company. And the dividend's pretty pretty strong, 3.9%. I think that's that's pretty easily achievable with their cash flow. So I'm okay with that. John, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. It's Friday, everybody. I know I'm moving a bit faster, but that's okay. We can fit in more questions. That's what I like to do. Here's a question that came in earlier at 888-99-CHART. 
Hi, I'm thinking to invest in individual stocks for a long term at TD Ameritrade. What do you think? Is it a good platform? And the second question, uh, what will happen to my account after the merger with Schwab? Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, TD Ameritrade, the symbol AMTD, is selling for $37.99. And Schwab uh, bought it last year, and they have to get their approvals, and that's what they've been waiting on. And what will happen is that this stock will disappear, and then you'll have Schwab stock, okay? And whatever the deal is, and I don't remember what the deal was. It was probably cash and and stock, and you know, there's a combination, both is usually common. So you're going to end up owning Schwab instead of TD Ameritrade. Okay, is does TD Ameritrade have a, a good platform? Yes, I use that as my custodian for my clients. We use TD Ameritrade. And when they, when they combine with Schwab, and it hasn't been confirmed whether they're going to let TD Ameritrade as a wholly owned subsidiary of Schwab and just leave it alone as a standalone or combine it. To me, leave it alone. That they would come. Uh, so now they both don't have any cost to trade, and they're both discount brokerages. And when you combine these two, they're going to be like one of the biggest in the world trading platforms. So I kind of, I kind of like the deal. I'm just hoping it doesn't change. TD is known for being have really good technology. I'm hoping that won't change. Okay, appreciate the call though. Big tech seems to be doing pretty well with the earnings season out this guy these days. Uh, as the earnings come in, Microsoft, for example, reported earnings of for its third fiscal quarter of 2020, revenue of 35 billion dollars, net income of 10.8 billion, earnings of a dollar 40. All three of the company's operating groups saw year-over-year growth. All three. So, pretty strong numbers. Now, that might change. That might change with this next quarter. But, you know what? I think, you know, think of what Microsoft does. Working from home benefits Microsoft, doesn't it? Don't you think more people will need more cloud storage and more people need more, maybe more computers or pads or whatever else might use Microsoft? Microsoft uh, software. So, you know, I don't think it, you know. You know, for, for instance, their Azure uh, division grew 57%. Their Teams division grow, grew 75 million more users. I mean, it's just good, solid numbers from Microsoft. You know, and Amazon had good numbers, but they said that this next quarter, they're going to spend all the money. They're, they're going to maybe lose money. Because they're going to spend all the money because of the COVID-19 of rejiggering their workspaces for their employees and, and do, you know, all. So it's kind of interesting where Apple was much more upbeat about the future. So I don't know. This is Vest Talk, people. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. We say that all the time because it's true. And, of course, the work is going to continue. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk 
is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Ramsey from Michigan calling. I was wondering what you thought of oil. I know the WTI May is down 300%. Do you think I should stay in Oxy, O-X-Y, or do you think I should get out? Thanks. Bye. Well, Oxy is another big oxy petroleum, O-X-Y, uh, engaged in exploration and production of crude oil and natural gas. It's a $13.7 billion company, so it's not as big as the other two we talked about earlier, which was Exxon and, and Royal Dutch Shell. I like the bigger ones. Uh, they're going to lose money this year, $3.96, and lose money next year. I don't like that part. Um, I, I probably, and they pay a huge dividend, but I doubt that dividend is, uh, you know, just for everybody, most dividends are going to be cut. A lot of dividends are going to be cut because of corporate earnings are going to be so bad this coming quarter. So expect that to happen. So don't fall in love with the dividend that you see them paying because many of these dividends are going to be cut. I would probably get out of Oxy and roll into a strong, stronger company maybe after the market corrects here, a uh, stronger oil company. Uh, Chevron, Exxon, Royal Dutch Shell, Total, Total, that's a French oil company. Those are some of the biggest ones that I would prefer. Okay, but I'm not making a recommendation. I'm just saying if you, I'd rather not buy Oxy and stay in Oxy. I would rather not. 888-99 chart. Let's talk to Peter in Dallas. Peter, you want to talk about Procter and Gamble? Uh, yes, I noticed uh, the price has come down a lot from the high of one eighteen. Now it's a one one seven. Is it too close to the high? But I mean, I know that the kids coming in is very good. Yes. I like Procter & Gamble a lot. Uh, manufactures beauty care products, cleaning products, diapers, tissues, healthcare, and toothpaste. And all these are non-cyclical products. And I like the non-cyclical companies, and Procter & Gamble, PG, is one of them. And it's a $290 billion company. It's huge. And sales are growing. Even in the March quarter, they grew. Not, didn't slow down their growth 5% at all. So they were 5% a quarter before that, 7% before that, 4% a quarter before that. So, you know... I kind of like it. Earnings are going to be higher. Uh, growth uh, sales is going. So it's a matter of trying to get it at a good price. This stock before the coronavirus is about $125, $126. Fell all the way down to 95 like by about like March 23rd or so. Made it all the way back to 124 and today's 116 So on this weakness, Peter, that's when you want to buy it. Now, if the market gets a bit weaker, you might get a better price. But if you bought like a half a position now, I think that would be okay. I don't have a problem with that. And if it gets weaker, another goes down more, buy the other half. I think it's a good, solid play in the market that we're dealing with today. Okay? 24% turn equity. It's got really good numbers, so I kind of like it. Okay, uh, Fed is continuing to expand its liquidity program, expanded criteria for its $600 billion Main Street Lending. This is uh, 
They've been buying bonds. They increased their balance sheet from four trillion to six and a half trillion just in a month. Okay, so it, they're they're going to keep doing this. They're going. They cut the rates near to zero. They're going to keep doing this, people, to keep liquidity in the. They they said they were going to buy unlimited amount of bonds, unlimited whatever it takes. So don't fight the Fed. That's why I don't think the market. I think even though the earnings are going to be terrible, I'm the, we might have seen the low because of the unprecedented amount of money being thrown at the market, and we're talking a ton of money. Okay, so so just try to remember when the Federal Reserve says, "Hey, we're going to supply unlimited anything." That means that means the market's going to. You know, that's, that money, a lot of that money eventually finds its way into the stock market. We'll see. I'm Steve Peasley. This completes another Investop program. I will return on Tuesday. I promise I will be back Tuesday. Please remember that you can access our free Investop podcast downloads at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to listen, review, rate the podcast. And also tell your friends want to do that too. So, and we just posted an all-new bonus show, April bonus show. That show is nothing but answering questions in a rapid-fire fashion. So, because we get a lot of questions that we can't get to. So we did it there. Have a great night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.